0: Welcome back to another episode of Ask Freeman, where you ask the questions and we answer them in short form. If you have questions, you can submit those to be answered on the podcast at retirementershipcom slash questions. I had two questions from the same person, Sherry, asked two questions, I'm gonna do it, and two separate uh, things, but they're related. And the first one was, should I buy the extended warranty on a vehicle. So if you've ever bought a vehicle from a dealer in particular, either brand new or even used ones, they'll often ask you, right? If Do you want the extended warranty? And a lot of times it's more than ask, right? It's more, it's kind of a a, a big sales push to get you to do the extended warranty. So Sharon wants to know, should should she get this? And so, you know, one of the things, there's a couple of options first. A lot of times you might find that, even if you're working with, like there's some dealers out there now that, that don't negotiate anymore on prices. They're not trying to haggle. They're not trying to, to get the best price. They're just saying, hey, this is our price. We find the actual value of the car. We sell it for that amount. We don't haggle. It's just, it's our best price first kind of thing. And, and, and so that attracts a lot of clients. But then you'll find like in the buying process, that they, you know, and, and they will say like, you know, none of our uh, sales staff are commissioned. They're all salaried. Like no one earns a commission officer. So I'm not going to pressure you into buying this car. That or the other thing, because it doesn't matter to them. They, they don't, they're not commissioned. Um, but then when it comes to the, the buying process, they'll like really aggressively push for you to get these extended warranties on whatever vehicle you're getting, even if it's brand new or if it's used, you know, they'll, they'll do it. If it's brand new, the, the original manufacturer have an extended warranty a lot of times, or if it's a used car, the dealer themselves have some kind of extended warranty that they can put on it. And they'll push pretty hard on that. And a lot of times, not with all cases, but in some cases, while it's true that the the agent isn't commissioned, off the sale of the vehicle, they are incentivized to push these extended warranties. And it, again, this is not necessarily universally true, but in general, companies make a lot of money off of extended warranties, off of off of product insurance, all those things. Right, that's why they push a lot of things. Like I used to work at Target way back in the day, and and they would make all their money. Off of in, in electronics on TVs and stuff. Like they made no money on TVs at all. Like TVs is such a competitive item that a lot of times they'd even lose some money on TVs, but they would make a ton of money on the protection plans that they would sell for the electronics, right? Because most of these are never claimed, they're never used, all these things. And so companies make a ton of money off of protection plans, extended warranties, all these things. So when it comes to new cars, right, the base warranty that they have is super ridiculous, like it's like, there's no, almost no way that the car is going to crash inside of, or, or die, that anything pro- mechanical or bad is going to happen inside of the base warranty, and then they'll offer these extended warranties out to a certain point, but even those, if you really look at, hey, what's the longevity of this car, what is likely to happen with these things, you know, this powertrain warranties, their engine warranties, like these types of things, anytime they're offering some extended warranty, they will extend it always well, you know, and it'll be well within the period of when a car is likely to, to go down. So let's say you buy a car here and, and, you know, the car goes for a while. And in general, it's going to start having problems somewhere out here at, you know, X thousand miles, you know, hundred thousand miles or something like that. They're going to start in problems, at 130 or whatever it is. Like those extended warranties are going to stop here. There's some gray area in here, but they're going to stop when this completely white and when they're most likely not ever going to have to pay out for that. And so they sell them. And, you know, so you, they get, you know, thousands of dollars up front. And of course, it's just, it's kind of like insurance for them. they sell enough of these for the one or two outliers, they're going to have of a vehicle that's actually going to go down inside the warranty period, and they're going to shell out to to pay for that. They have made so much money off of selling this to so many people that they they're they're just fine, and so it's really a it's almost kind of an extra insurance policy for your vehicle. And most of these go unclaimed and most of them, you know, do not benefit the the end user. Uh Same with even used car, like extra dealer extended warranties, you know, Hey, we'll do it for an extra 3000 miles or, or 10,000 miles or something. Um, again, most of the time they've checked these things out and you know, the car is still you new, new enough that most of the time those, those warranties are just never going to pay out. They're just never going to pay out. And so you are, you know, so it's, it's a little bit of who wants to take the risk, right? Would you rather, do you feel better? And all those things. maybe you know nothing about cars and you don't have a good mechanic and you don't have these other things. And you just feel like, man, if anything ever happens to this car, I'm going to get screwed because I don't know enough about this stuff. Maybe in your case, then it would make sense to take an extended warranty because, you know, either you're going to get screwed by the extended warranty company, or you're going to get screwed by your a mechanic or whatever else, you know, maybe in those cases it is, but in general, I don't think most people should do the extended warranties. I don't, wouldn't, whatever, do an extended warranty. Um, I'd rather just keep the money. Cause I also like to keep as much money in my pocket as possible. And you can self-insure for a lot of these things. These things are not going to wreck you, right? We want to insure against things that would be absolutely catastrophic to our finances, right? Uh, Someone dying prematurely when you got small kids would be catastrophic to the family's budget, right? Becoming permanently disabled, would be catastrophically, uh, financially catastrophic to your financial plan. So like, those are the kind of things that you insure for, right? You're running up a hundred thousand dollar health bill from some medical emergency would be catastrophic. That's why we have health insurance. Um, you know, your transmission having a problem or your engine having a problem or one of these other things, right? You might need to shell out three or 3000, 5,000 bucks, whatever, to get that fixed, that's not going to ruin you. It's going to be uncomfortable, right? But it's not going to ruin you. And if you're going to pay an extra, you know, $2,000 or $2,500 or $3,000 or $5,000, like what you just do that math, right? Like what is this actually going to cost? If they're going to sell this extended warranty for 2,500 bucks, but the likelihood that you're going to actually even have a problem and that problem is going to take, you know, 5,000 bucks to replace, it means they're saying, "Hey, you know, I'm going to I'm going to pay 2500 so that I don't have to risk paying 5000. But the chances of me having to do that are not 50-50, right? The chances of me actually having to do that are what 10%, 5%, who really knows what it is, right? But but it's just not good math there. So I guess I would never do it. Maybe that helps you kind of decide in terms of. I think it depends on um, you know, what the costs are certainly, you know, what costs, what, you know, do you have good places to go if you have problems with cars and then what maybe your level of comfort or knowledge about cars are, or someone in your household that has that, um, where I would skew towards not doing them. And then she had a follow-up question, right? Should I get the service package that the dealer offers? And so there's another, you know, they have some lump sum like, hey, we'll also do it, you know, buy the service package now, and then we'll cover all the service and any other problems that come up. I uh, just bring it in the dealer and we'll take care of it. And, uh, the way that those things work, it's really just it is. It's basically just pre-selling services to you, and the dealer does it for for uh, two reasons. One, it's kind of like the extended warranty. There's a chance that you won't actually need it inside the window, right? Like they'll say like, Hey, you know, for 2000 bucks, we'll do all this service. And, you know, if you end up having to do all this service alone, like it might cost you $5,000 or something. If you go somewhere else, like these people charge $200 an hour these days. And so all these things are going to be all these issues, but we'll, you know, we'll take care of any of these service things that, that need to be done over the next two years or something. So One, like a lot of those things, there's a pretty good chance they'll never actually have to do. They'll do some oil changes, do some of those things and all those things will cost the dealer. You know, they normally would have charged someone $400 for those things over the course of that amount of time, but they're going to be able to charge $2,000 for the service plan. And then if they actually, some of these bigger things happen, then what they're basically doing is they're basically guaranteeing that they will get that business right? You already pay the dealer 2,000 bucks up front, $5,000 up front, whatever it is to do all these service things. And so basically what they're saying is they're guaranteeing that you're going to go to them. You're not going to go to your local mechanic to get it done. You're going to go back to the dealer because you already paid for it. So best case scenario for them, they get a a big pile of money that they don't actually have to spend out. They don't actually have to do all the service because the car does well and doesn't have any problems. Um, Worst case scenario they just kind of guarantee the business and every once in a while they might bite the bullet a little bit on it, but obviously they wouldn't offer these things and they wouldn't push the service plans and all these things so aggressively if the dealer wasn't making a ton of money off of those. So again, I'm not like super mad. I'm not mad about service packages. I'm not mad about extended warranties. I'm not mad about companies offering a service and, you know, making money off it, making a profit. Off it. I'm not mad about any of those things. I don't like how aggressive. Sometimes they get in and pushing these things. Uh, but again, in general, I think if you have a really good mechanic, I have a great mechanic, really close to my house, really good rates, very honest, has had opportunities I know of where he could have like, you know, said, oh, you need to do this repair. You know, you bring in a car and, and you have to fix one thing. And they tell you about 10 other things that are wrong with it. Like there's just, there's been reason times when he could have maybe done some of those things and just definitely didn't. And uh, not only really did the work that is and has great rates and just had great performance. So like, I love the mechanic that we have. I don't do anything with cars. So that's great. And so, like for me, one you know, one time when, when we were trying to get a push to service package, they were quoting you know, oh, well, these people you know work for two hundred bucks an hour, and so it's going to be really, really expensive for you to do all these things. And I was like, no, it's not. I mean, maybe with you it it would be if I had to pay out of pocket, but my guy's way more reasonable than that, way better than that. So I don't need that. So again, if you, maybe you don't have that, you don't have a great mechanic that you know, then a service package might be good. But if you if you already have that stuff, again, it's, you. More often than not, most people won't get their money's worth out of a dealer service package. Uh, A lot of these things are just, that's where they make a lot of their money. They don't make a lot of money. Dealers don't make most of their money off selling the cars themselves. They make it off the financing, the warranties, the service packages, all these other things. I'm not mad about companies making money companies need to make money, uh, but just so you know, they're not necessarily always in your best interest. So hopefully that helps Sherry with you, anyone else who's buying cars. I also did, you know, we did a series of cars think you listened to uh, episodes uh, 61 through 64. We're on buying new and used cars and buying and leasing a car or financing a car paying cash. And we answered kind of a bunch of those questions there. And so if you go to retirementshipcom slash 61, that's the first one uh, of those things. So if you haven't listened to those, you can go back and listen to those episodes. Um, otherwise, yeah, hopefully it's helpful to you guys as you think through those things and we'll see you next week. Cheers. If you enjoyed that, you would love being part of our free membership community. It's called retire membership and there's a host of benefits all for free. For example, you can always buy my book 3d retirement income on Amazon, but if you join us at retire membership, we will send you either a hard copy or paperback for free, provide the ebook and the audiobook so that you can listen to it. If you don't have time to read it. In addition to that, we'll also provide you with a bunch of content that you can't get anywhere else. For example, we have our quarterly retire mentorship magazine which comes out quarterly and has no ads whatsoever. It's just timely content to help you stay the course. We also have workbooks for our free online workshop to help you get the most out of those. Flowcharts to help you make better decisions and a weekly email to provide timely content that you can unsubscribe from at any time.